Hey, Molly. Hey, Robin. Have you ever thought about buying a home? I have, but the entire process is pretty confusing and I just don't know where to start. Well, you want to start with a really good mortgage lender and I definitely would refer Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Yeah? How would I get a hold of him? So the best way to get a hold of him is to go to his website, which is www.yourepiclender.com or to check out our show notes, social media, or email us for his personal contact information. Okay, well... I guess I can give that a go. Yeah, and I hope to be your number one realtor once you're pre-approved with Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Sounds good. Thanks, Robin. Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Molly. And this is Home is Where the Murder Is. Happy Monday, everyone. Hi there. So good to be with you again. It's the best. Had a good week. How about you? It's been a week. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a week. Yeah. Yep. So, but it's been, it's been nice weather. It has been. Like, it's kind of Look at you talk about the weather. That's not me. I just want to talk about something that makes you happy. (laughs) Aw, isn't that sweet of you? I'm thoughtful. Yep, you are. Yeah, Um, it's been crisp. It it was, it's been like really, it really has been nice weather outside. Like, I think it's funny because when we had that snow come for a little while there, I was like, crap, we're right into winter. Like, we didn't even get a fall. And it skipped right over fall. Yeah, one of our episodes we said, we're like, well, there goes our fall. There it went. um, No, it's been nice. Nice fall weather. So it's been really fun watching the trees become dead and bare. Bare. They're naked. (laughs) The naked Naked trees. trees. Ah, get them some clothes, would you? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what our (laughs) listeners think of you. Well, have you ever seen the people that, like, not the people, but have you ever seen the trees that get, like, knitted on? Like, get yarn knitted around them? Oh, no. Is this going to be? <laughs> no. Is this going to be a shacket situation? Oh, my God. There's no way that other people know about, what is it, like a quilt that goes around them? Well, no. There's people that, like, knit yarn on items. On trees? Yeah. Or, why? Like, things. I don't know why, actually. I don't know why this. Is this thing? Oh, I don't get how people have time for that shit. Oh, I would love to have time to people? do that. I would love just time to do things. Would like that be that. fun? I would love it. Just, just time, just to sit. And- like I feel like if I'm sitting and watching a movie with my son, I'm like, I should be doing things. Isn't that bad? It is. I, I hear you. Like, yeah, I feel guilty when I just take some time to just relax. But yeah, um, and I've gotten in a bad habit of when I do finally sit down. I take a melatonin, so I fall asleep fast. <laughs> so you just sleep. My hobbies are sleeping. It's because, like, I'm like, well, because I'm like, I'll just go to sleep now, and then I'll get up really early, and I'll get back to the things I have to do. And I talked yeah. to my doctor about it, actually, and she was like, that ain't good for you. She's like, yeah. she's like, you have to have some time to actually, like, reset your batteries. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And she's like, I think that might be what's causing your anxiety. I'm like, oh, I have anxiety? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, you do. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. So I got that on my to-do list, is to actually take time for myself i don't think i think that's part of the problem is that it's on your to-do list yeah yeah but anyway anyway so what uh what's new oh just um i i i don't really know what's new 
you don't have any updates. What? What? Are, I have an update. What? One of our listeners just won Mrs. Wisconsin United States. Oh. Jennifer Morales is yay. our new Mrs. Wisconsin. Congratulations. And yep, she's a loyal listener. She listens every week and her daughters listen to our intros. So hello to them. Hello. Um, but yeah, very exciting stuff. There, she's like family to me, and I'm just so excited for her. it. Was That's I, awesome. I was there when she was crowned, and I was with her daughters, and it was the most beautiful moment. It was, I cried because if any, like, she's a lot like you in the sense of very deserving of something wonderful to happen to them. Oh well, that's. Yeah, yeah. So you do. Like you, you've got something. I always say that I'm like you deserve something great to happen for you because you something. deserve it. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but something's coming. I'm sure. But she works really hard. She's a lawyer. She advocates for people um, that are. I, I mean, all over the board. I mean, she's very. How do I explain this? She helps with immigration and things like that. Just uh, and everything. Uh, people's just rights someone human that, rights yeah. yeah like she's just amazing and is out there helping the people that really need yeah, the help and she's just phenomenal and she's yeah. a great mother wife daughter just an amazing friend well that's awesome that's so, so good yeah and i've competed in a couple of pageants with her and she's just so such a breath of fresh air so yeah seeing her win was the highlight of my year to be honest with you it was like it all came together like yes you that finally got amazing. the crown. So she's going to go on to do some great things. I could actually see her becoming Mrs. United States. Like, that's how great she is. That is awesome. So well, congratulations. So other states, you got some Watch competition. Your back. Watch your back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, congrats, Jen. We are so proud of you. Good job. So so that that is some more news because now you're competing again. Yeah. I don't know how that really came about uh, mimosas and a bloody mimosas and, and a bloody and all of a sudden i'm running for miss wisconsin for america strong so there we go i'm back in the pageant scene just for this year uh, my pageant's in april and i'll yep i'll be competing again so i have to stop eating sugar which is why i had a ton of it today we just went to culver's oh i was actually while we were eating culver's i was wondering if other people have culver's i know that they're big in yes. the united states but like oh in other places, in other around, places the around the world. So. Oh, you guys come to the United States and have Culver's. It's good. It's, it's a good so fast good. food place. Yeah, they have burgers. But it's not even that fast. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, you order and they it's bring a it medium to you. quick. It's a medium quick. <laughs> Don't you love a medium quick place? You know what? I like a medium quick sometimes. <laughs> just, I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's made fresh for you. They say that. That's what they say. That's what they say. But it's so good. But yeah, while we were having covers today, I was like, I wonder if other people get to enjoy this greatness. Yeah. So. I, I don't think it's other than maybe Canada. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't maybe know. Maybe our listeners can chime in on the Facebook page and let us know if you have Culver's and your thoughts because we I, love I, it. Yeah. But I, it is it started here. But yeah, so you are competing again. Oh, yeah. So that'll sorry. be fun to hear your journey. Yes. So in my platform is No Woman Left Behind. And it's about what are you doing? This thing keeps moving and it's bothering me. Oh, You're fine. You Keep look, going. But it's like all I can see is your eyes and you look <laughs> creepy as fuck. I love it. Okay. Keep going. So yeah, so my platform, No Woman Left Behind, it's about helping women who have kind of been in a situation that whether they made a mistake or maybe they were wronged but in some way got off their track or their path. 
and they're trying to get back on the righteous way of living a good life, whether that be getting a good job, getting clean and sober, um, learning how to be a good parent, things like that. And like making sure that women have these tools available to them to become those people. So it's uh, it's new for me. It's something I recently came across in my new job that I mm-hmm. don't talk about a lot on here and I'm <clears throat> not going to start today. But it's it, I've been my I, I've been awakened to things that are going on in my own city of Milwaukee. Yeah. And I've got a fire in me that's like this this has got to stop. Somebody's got to do something and I have a platform, I have a sphere of people and I'm I'm motivated. So I'm that's not necessarily awesome. going for the crown, but I'm going for the platform. I want to be able to talk about this. So Yeah. I'm very gung-ho and love your support. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's amazing. So thanks. Yeah. I'll be there loud clapping in the audience. Great. So I have a very loud clap. She's the, she, what do you say? It's you got to cup, the, you kind of cup your hands a little bit. Cup your hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a flat you clap. You can hear you her clap, cup them. Yeah. You can hear her yeah. over everyone else clapping. You it's sure can. Real pleasant. You know, it's me. Yeah. So. I will make my, I will make my, um, um, presence known. Thank That's you. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Um, so the only other update I have is that our top five episodes has not changed. Yeah. So that's still the same as last week. And we just started getting ads in our um, podcast because we've gotten enough downloads. So that's really cool. But if you guys were listening to a, last week's episode like I was, and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of a sentence and then an ad came on and I was like, what the hell? I was driving. Yep. I pulled over. I'm like, <laughs> very confused. I was like, I pay for premium. I should not be having ads. And then there it was smack dab in the middle of our podcast. And and so I checked our, our app and I looked at it and yep, somebody stuck ads in our in our thing, which is can be, I know, kind of annoying if you're listening and all of a sudden there's some dude talking, but it helps us out a lot yeah. and it helps make our podcast better. So just bear with it. Yep. Enjoy it. Go to the sponsors because the more that they get, the more we get. And it's all some big happy circle of helping one another. So that's what's happening. It's really cool to see that happening because, again, we've only been doing this since March. March was the first time we ever went live on a, on a podcast. So our podcast came to light about a year ago, but yep. we didn't start recording until March. So it's very right. cool that we're this far along. And we wouldn't be if it weren't for you guys. So yep. thank you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's all I've got for updates. So that's it. So if you want to get right into murder. Yeah. Are you ready? So yeah, this week it's Thanksgiving week. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it was a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't me. It was a turkey. No, you guys should have seen the way she looked when she did that. It was. Oh, my God. Good thing they can't. Anyway. So I have a Thanksgiving double homicide for you. Oh, yeah. So this is the Thanksgiving double homicide of Earl and Terry Robertson. Okay. So... Earl and Terry, both aged 49, were two of Rock Hill's most beloved residents. So Rock Hill was in South Carolina. And was? It, had, it is. Okay. I'm just, just it was clarifying because yes. if we have listeners there, I don't want them to feel offended by your verbiage. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let me continue my sentence. Sorry. Rock Hill, South Carolina has Southern charm, but it's an, is an upscale suburb of Charlotte. Um, it's very close-knit and had 
and lots of people know each other. So it was a very close-knit community, okay. is a close-knit community, talking about it. Because I'm talking about it, this is like the past. I'm talking about oh, the murder happening. I'm the past. so sorry. It's fine. So it's fine, <laughs> Robin. <seem> real offended. <laughs> okay. So everyone knew Earl and Terry, and they pretty much knew everyone else. So, okay. you know, it's kind of that kind of a neighborhood. Love it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very close with their neighbors across the street, Wayne and his wife, who were, like I said, right across the street. They were like best friends, kind of hung out all the time. They were, um, Earl and Terry were also very involved with their the schools and the church. They met at a fraternity party. Earl was immediately attracted to Terry because she was beautiful and full of spunk and life. And Terry saw in him a steady way of life and a future. And he reminded her of her father, who was a colonel. They ended up getting married in 1971. Earl had a good job. He was an executive at a local textile company. And he had held that job for over 20 years. And Terry was a teacher. It was because of these jobs that they were able to have a good life that they had always wanted. And they also had two sons, Jimmy who ended up going to Georgia Tech, and Chip, who ended up going to Penn State. They were very proud of their boys and had good relationships with them. Thanksgiving was coming up, and Jimmy was home. He had moved back home to help get everything ready for Thanksgiving. Wayne remembers seeing Earl and Jimmy outside doing yard work while Terry was inside getting the house ready for the family dinner that would be happening for Thanksgiving later in the week. They were even going to have Earl's mother who lived five hours away in Georgia, come to town. Earl was excited to put this nice family dinner together and have everyone over. Okay. So, you know, you know, kind of the preparation, you know, yeah. the excitement of getting oh, yeah. everything I ready for it. Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, you're cleaning, getting the yep. house all set inside, Usually outside. You got a fireplace, you got it going, yep. and candles lit. Oh, so yeah. Jimmy had just recently moved back home, actually, um, and Chip was still away at college. Okay. So. so unfortunately, though, all this work and preparation would be for nothing. Oh. On November 25th, 1997, two days before Thanksgiving, Earl didn't show up for work. His assistant was worried because he was late for an appointment and he didn't show up at all, according to Lieutenant Tim Hager of the York County Sheriff's Office. And that was very not typical of Earl. Earl was a punctual man, always on time, and was very good at his job. So him just not showing up for something, that was a huge red flag. Strangely enough, Terry was also was missing from an appointment that morning and she didn't go and pick up her pie for oh. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know, right? That's a huge red flag. Huge red flag. You don't go pick up your pie. Yep. But I mean, really, though. No, but seriously. I mean, like, like, you don't leave, your, no pie left behind. No <laughs> pie left behind. So Terry's friend Debbie went to the house to go check in on Terry and Earl. First, she knocked and no one answered. So she went around to the back to the other door, and that's when she found the door open with glass broken in. Uh She walked inside and called their names. She walked through the main level and then walked upstairs. On the landing on the upstairs, when you turned right in the hallway, she saw a body lying face down with blood everywhere. Debbie was so panicked that she ran to Earl and Terry's bedroom, and that's 
where she knew that there was a phone to call 911. In the bedroom, wedged on the floor between the wall and the bed, was another body. Oh, jeez. With more blood everywhere. She had no idea if the person who did this was still inside or not, so she ran to the front door and tried to open the door. But in a panic, she couldn't open it because it was locked, remember? She couldn't get in that way, so she's just panicking, trying to open the door. She forgot about the deadbolt, and it was around that time that the police showed up at the house to respond to the welfare check that was called in. Deputy McGard saw Debbie freaking out inside, rightfully so freaking out. I mean, can you imagine walking in on that? Like, she just went to go check on her friends. and that's the last thing you're thinking you're going to run into. That's absolutely not what, I mean, again, this is a close-knit community, like. And you don't. Like a nice Yeah, you don't think about walking in on your friends being dead. No. You just don't. At least I hope not. Right. So he motions for her to go over to the window. He she opens it up and he helps pull her out through the window like she just oh, couldn't sure function with the door spastic right too. yeah and she just starts screaming that they're dead they're dead and then he put her in the back of her of his car because he's not sure what's well, going yeah. on at this point he i mean i don't think he thought that like that she, she did, did it but i mean she's obviously right. really upset too like, she's very upset she's panicked she probably is just hyperventilating oh yeah he's like just stay here yeah. you know and then he calls for backup. Oh, boy. Within five minutes, his lieutenant arrives on the scene, and they go inside with their guns drawn because they have no idea yeah. the person might still be inside that did this. They don't know what they're going to walk sure. into here. And that's when they discover the deceased bodies of a male and a female inside, and it is brutal. Oh, boy. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. So, uh, yeah. That's what I love when you get, you do your murders because you get straight to the murder. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is like, pretty much. Yep, you're like, so this is what happened. Yep, and then, there wasn't a whole lot of build up for this no, one because, I mean, you know. No, I like it. It is what it is. I yeah. like it. Get, get right to it. Yep. So they find the dead bodies. So they call in the homicide detectives because it's just they, the they two. got. Huh? It's just the two bodies. Two bodies. Okay. Yep. So there's three people living in the house and there's two bodies. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Once homicide detectives get, got there, they took note of the amount of blood and the smell of it. Oh. They, they had seen a lot of deaths, deaths in, you know, their careers, but not much compared to this. So by smell of it, do you mean because it did like the, the amount? De- decomp- oh, how much of it? The amount of blood. Oh. Not the decomp or anything. Just it, the, just just the how amount. Just how much it was out there, how strong it was? Yeah. Kind of like the, when you gut a deer? Yes. Okay. It's not that it. Because they'd been sitting there. Because this was yeah. a recent so murder. So almost drained of blood. Yes. Gross. Yes. Just the amount of blood and the smell of that. That is horrifying yes. to me. I know. You're welcome. <sighs> I know you love that kind of Ooh. stuff. Earl had a towel, a towel around his waist. So it appeared as though he had just come out of the shower. Okay. He had multiple blunt force trauma strikes to his body, including his upper body and his head. And there was also brain matter splattered on the wall. Gross. There was also a mark on his back that started at the base of his neck and went down to about mid-waist. It was about two inches wide and about seven to eight inches long. They weren't really sure what 
that yeah. was from. It was a very interesting mark. So yeah. they kind of, you know, took note of that. To I say, I can't even think of what that yep. would have been. We find out what that oh, is great. later. Okay, I can't wait. Oh, oh great. <laughs> yep, but yes, we do find out what that is later. Next, they move to the body of Terry, which was wedged between the bed and the wall. Her body was struck multiple times and punctured with a knife, and she had a number of puncture wounds from the knife and blunt force travel wounds as well. She also had a laceration from her ear to her chin and then one underneath her neck. Terry did put up a fight, though. She had defensive wounds on her forearms and her elbow. It was one of the worst scenes that one of the homicide detectives said that he had ever seen. Ugh. It was just, this is awful. awful. Yeah. Like, this makes me so, like, I don't know them, obviously. Yep. But just by what you've already said about just the nice community, family that they were, proud of their boys, that and kind of thing, it makes you and really sad. I mean, Earl and Terry, they were, they were good people. Yeah. I mean, Terry especially. Yeah. So, so that makes it even harder. I mean, it makes, I mean, not that it's ever no, good, but well, like, it's, she was a it school is teacher. Yeah. It's like harder she, when it is yes. someone that's loved and yes. a good person. Yeah. Right. On the floor near Terry, they did find something. A wallet. Oh. It was Earl's wallet, which was missing his credit cards. They immediately call the companies and tell them to flag any activity on Earl and Terry's accounts. Okay. Since they found the wallet with missing credit cards, their first thought maybe that it was just a home invasion gone very wrong. Yeah. So they, I don't you know. know. Yeah. I mean, yes, but also if the amount of, yeah, it, feels it, it was personal. very overkill. Yeah, yeah, it feels personal. Yeah. Yes. Debbie is still outside with the police and she informs them that Jimmy had recently moved back home, like I said previously, yeah. and that Chip might also be back home for Thanksgiving okay. because, you know, everyone was coming home yep. for Thanksgiving, but she just wasn't sure when he was getting back into town. So now the police turn their attention to finding them because they're worried for the boys' safety, well, yeah. too, because they don't know yeah. what's going and on I here. And I can't wonder if maybe there is a third body somewhere. Exactly. So police then find a note that was actually left by Jimmy. Interesting. Yep. He said that he was going up to Philadelphia to go pick up Chip to bring him home for Thanksgiving. Love you, Jimmy. Huh. So. Okay. You know, I don't really believe that, but okay. Okay. I know. But you know, you know. I know. Okay. Okay. They then contacted authorities in Philadelphia to help find Chip to see if he was still up there or if Jimmy had already gotten to him and they were on their way back or, you know, to find any information about where Chip might be, where Jimmy might be. Yeah. While they wait for the update from Philadelphia, from the Philadelphia police, they kept on investigating back at the Robertson home. The thing that stood out most was that if it was a robbery, nothing was taken other than the credit cards. Yeah. There were thousands of dollars worth of valuables in this home and that they weren't touched. This was a nice home in a nice right. area. Like they they were pretty well. Like off. If you get in and you get them killed, then you're clearing yeah. out the house. Yeah. Exactly. The house wasn't trashed or looked through either. You know, 
a robbery, you start, you know, yeah. going through drawers, oh, like things yeah. are usually like looted. Like, you know, you like ransack. You know, the house. when you when you rob yeah. places, what do you usually do? I'm always Robbing. ransacking. You're ransacking Constantly. the place. Like, You're throwing drawers seriously. out. Seriously, exactly. I rob my own house all the time. That's why it looks the way it is. I know. Like right? if you walked into my house, you'd be like, "So, oh, Robin, Robin was robbing Robin. her place again." Just Robin is Robin. Right. Another thing that stood <laughs> out to them. Looking at the door that was left open and broken into, the majority of the broken glass was actually outside the house. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up because when you said that she got to the house and there was glass, I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna if that's gonna be evidence, like whether it's because mm-hmm. when you're breaking in from the outside, it falls on the inside. Yep. Like, okay, right. So exactly. So the glass was mostly on the outside of the house, indicating Listen. that it was made it was staged. staged. Yes. Listen, if you're going to stage something like that, you have got think, to do the effort. You think have to about it. Re- or take the steps you would take if you were breaking in. Just do you it. You got to have the door shut, be on the outside, break Come on, the glass into the house. That's disappointing. So basically, the glass, it, it didn't line up with if someone was breaking into yeah. the house. So back in the bedroom where they where Terry was found, they found a broken kitchen knife on the bed. They believe that this was the knife used to stab Terry and probably um, was used for the fatal puncture wounds as, as well. It was about a 10-inch long serrated knife, and part of the knife, it was broken off in her skull. Ugh. So that's how brutal, brutal. this yeah. attack this was. This is an angry attack. So like you said before, another thing that the police noted, these wounds and the intensity and force of these wounds indicated some passion and hate, Mm. not a random burglary gone wrong. Yeah. Someone that knew them and had something against them probably committed these crimes and these murders, not someone that just broke into the house looking to steal something. So. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So, four hours after the discovery of the bodies, and they still hadn't been able to get a hold of Jimmy or Chip. Detectives decide to give Earl's mother a call to see if maybe she had heard from them. Okay, yep. When they get a hold of her, she tells them that Jimmy was supposed to be on his way to pick her up. Oh. Hmm. That's different than what the note says. Right. So, where is Jimmy, really? Police then find a blue Honda near the house that didn't belong in the area. Oh. When they ran the plate, it came back belonging to a Douglas Moon, which, what a name. Right? Douglas Moon. Dougie Moon, man. Douglas Moon. When they find (laughs) Douglas at his home, he tells the police that he didn't know the Robertsons that well and that his daughter drove that car, actually. Oh, there's a daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. He then tells his police that his daughter, Meredith... Told him that Meredith it, Moon. Meredith Moon. Fabulous. Wonderful, right? So that his daughter Meredith told him that at 3 a.m. her friend was hurt and she needed to take them to the hospital. So she left in the car and that she was the last person to drive that car. So 3 a.m. her friend's hurt. She needs to leave the house to go take her friend to the hospital. I don't know about that. Right. I know. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the friend's name was Aaron Savage. These names are amazing. Aaron huh. Savage. His daughter also wasn't home yet, so he was concerned. And the hospital had no record of an Aaron oh, Savage checking no. in there. 
So were they in harm's way or involved in some way as well? I mean, it ain't looking good for them. Nope. Finally, they tracked down Aaron Savage. They asked her about the connection with Meredith. Aaron said she was covering for Meredith and that the story wasn't true, that Meredith was lying to her dad. Uh Uh-oh. The real reason that Meredith borrowed the car that night was to meet up with her boyfriend. Who's her boyfriend? Jimmy. Jimmy Robertson. Okay, so all right, so we've all done that where we've lied to our parents right. and whatnot to go meet up with a boy. Okay. Yep. But all, usually that boy's parents don't end up dead. Right. Okay. All investigators know at this point is that Meredith was at the house, but they don't know if she is okay, part of something, or another victim, but she is missing. All right. Okay. And we still don't know anything about Chip, right? Nope. Wow, this is. Right. This is a real whodunit. This is just this is just a lot of things is what it is. So Philadelphia police finally tracked down Chip. Okay, good. Oh, you what? You needed to know what was going like, on like, with we're Chip. We're not really talking a whole lot about Chip here. No, Where's Chip? Chip? You know what? There isn't a lot about Chip. Well, that's actually probably a good thing in in a murder case. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think Chip has more to do with it than. Ooh, I cannot wait yes. to hear that theory. Right. So police finally track down Chip. They tell him what's all going on, that his parents have been murdered, and ask if he has any idea who might have done this. He tells them that he has no idea, and he doesn't seem to be particularly upset. Okay, that's crazy. But remember, everyone reacts differently to tragedy. I guess, but but I still feel like, uh, I don't know, there's got to be some sort of reaction. Right. I mean, I think he has a reaction, obviously, but... uh, the way that they described it was that he didn't really, it's not, he's a guy too. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. He didn't. Like, I don't know. I guess I think about if if losing a, a parent, I, I haven't, but I hate to bring it up, but you losing your mom, like even her being sick, that was probably still like the breath taken, like you lose yeah. your breath, like you have to, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I can't even imagine just losing a parent, let alone to murder. I know. So like. I don't know. I don't know. I know. It's it's weird. So, right. Okay. So, and and Jimmy's not there. So, Jimmy's so not up there So, we don't know where yet. Jimmy we is. We don't know where Jimmy is. What's her name? What's her Meredith. Face? Meredith. Oh, Meredith from, like, the office. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pretend that's what she looks like. Okay. <laughs> so, she's just around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, back in Rock Hill, police are talking to neighbors. Okay. And Wayne, remember, lives the, across the, the street. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm told them that he had actually seen Jimmy around 8 a.m. outside with a young woman, someone he didn't recognize. Okay. Um, And they were at his car and waved and said to come over. And Wayne said that he didn't have time to come over, you know, doing like the neighborly thing. God, he probably would have gotten slaughtered too. That Wayne remarked that Jimmy seemed normal and that he didn't seem to have a care in the world. At 8 a.m. Then Wayne walked back inside his house and he saw Jimmy and the young woman get into the car and leave. So either Earl and Terry were already dead at this point or the murder hadn't happened yet. Obviously, it's one of the two. But I wonder, though, if he waved for Wayne to come over, if maybe in his brain he was like, shit, we've been spotted. Let's see if we can get him in the house and kill him, too. Like, right. It makes you wonder. Or I'm just right. assuming that Jimmy's done it at this point. Yeah, I know. But right. It ain't looking good for him. I know. So. I know. So, but right. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Kind of, yes. Ooh, and yeah. Kind of creepy. 
Police are alerted that one of Earl's cards had been used around 9 a.m. So about an hour after Wayne saw Jimmy, right? Okay. That morning that Earl was murdered. Okay. It was used locally at a convenience store, and it has surveillance. In the video, it is Jimmy and oh, Meredith it's... using the credit card. But did Jimmy just borrow the card for the road trip to go and get Chip? They don't know. They're trying not to jump to conclusions, which, Good you know. Good for them, because I'm already way Oh, I know. It. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, like you grab your dad's credit card. You're going to get your brother. Yeah, like, you grab it to go get, ga- to get yeah. gas on and the way up. And if they're still... Oh, if they're still alive, whatever, you don't think anything of it. Okay. Right. Exactly. So, you know, thinking, you know, whatever. But, you know, you also think about the wallet was on the ground next to your dead mom. Yeah, exactly. So, but again, um, so looking into Jimmy's past, he had had some trouble with the law. Uh Uh-oh. And was actually on probation for burglary and breaking into a neighbor's house and stealing a credit card and charging around $7,000 one year prior and had served 10 months in jail. That's why he had recently moved back home. Oh. And that's why he wasn't in school anymore. Got it. He'd been kicked out of school. Okay. Earl wasn't a fan of Jimmy coming back home, but Terry had told him he was welcome. And life at home had been tense ever since he had moved back in. Well, yeah, that's tough. Chip was still excelling at school while Jimmy had failed and lost his place in college and gone to jail, and now he had to move back home. Jimmy was supposed to be paying rent, and Earl had laid down the law early about it. Also, Jimmy also had a little bit of a drug problem. I was just going to say, there's got to be... Yeah. Like, where's his money going that he needs right. money so bad? Yes. Yeah. So money, drugs, jail. He's just he's he's on the, the son, path. right? He's the son that is he the second born? He is the um, he, yes. Oh, it gosh. just he sounds like a second yeah, born. And he's it, the son that's <laughs> for anyone who gets offended by that. I'm a second born, yeah. so I can say that. So it all started adding up to the police. Their main suspect now was Jimmy. But now they wondered if Meredith was actually involved or if she was a victim. You know I what I mean? I feel like she's involved. So like if she was kind of, right, if she was, got kind of wrapped up into it yeah. or if she was a part of it or if she was now, actually. Meredith is in high school still or was she just living at home? I think she was just at home. Okay. They, I, from what I found, I never got her age. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just but, curious because I, mean, I wonder how manipulative he could have been maybe right i don't know i'm interested if i will let you continue but i yeah i have so many theories in my head i know right now what's going but on. like having to lie to your dad about it makes me wonder if maybe she was like a senior in high school or something and yeah. he was like well, yeah that's, younger in college that's what i'm thinking you know what yeah. i mean yeah um so if he could do this to his mother and father he could do this to anyone so they were worried about her well, safety sure, yeah. as well so an interstate highway manhunt is now launched to find jimmy Another hit happens on Earl's credit card in Virginia. Checking the surveillance tape after, you know, once they get there, Mm -hmm. it was them again. Another hit on the credit card in Maryland, so they know that they're heading north on 95. It might be that they're going to pick up Chip, like they they said, or it could be something different. Is he just going to pick him up, you know, and bring him back home, or is he going to go kill him too? Yeah. They were friends with quotation marks, 
but their relationship was always kind of strained because he's this good yeah, son. Like right, yeah. like he's the one that's following all the rules, yeah. doing all of this, and then he's the, you know, and For Jimmy's sure. now the son that his parents... It was a disappointment, yeah. Yeah, didn't, you know, yeah. kind of didn't live up to the expectations that he always was supposed to be right. because... Jimmy was a very smart kid. He got into a good school. Yeah. He, you know, he did what he was supposed to. He just to, made a and mistake then and then kind of ran with it. Exactly. And it sucks too because the mistake he made, I actually know people who have burglary charges from when they were younger. Mm-hmm. They completely turned their lives around. Right. So it's like, you made a mistake. Right. Like this was, you could have you bounced back from this Right. One. And he just unfortunately That's didn't. too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at phone records, there was a phone call placed to Chip in the early morning hours on the day of the homicides around 3 a.m. Knowing that Earl worked and that it probably wasn't Terry calling that late, police assumed that it was probably Jimmy calling Chip at 3 a.m. So they call Chip to confirm, and he does say that it was Jimmy calling him at 3 a.m. and that they talked about him coming up to get him. Detectives noted that Chip was very evasive with the questioning, and they believe that he might have had an idea before that they told him what had happened at the house that day. So they think that Chip might have had some sort of clue of what Jimmy might have been wanting to do. Okay, so it's one thing to, like, have a like inkling like maybe something's going to happen, and it's another, like, knowing it, not saying it. Right. So I wonder how far... Jimmy was kind of yeah. planning on doing yeah, and how this much to his parents. Like, I mean, it's also so hard to believe that somebody. I don't know if I, but then again, I'm also older now that I'm like, if I heard someone saying they were going to do something like murder somebody, I'm like, um, I'm going to tell somebody, right? So, right, I know. So don't tell me if you have plans to murder someone. Don't you? Dare. I will rat Ch- you out. Robin is a snitch. Snitch. Snitches. So police are worried that. Chip might tip off Jimmy, so they set up surveillance outside of Chip's apartment, hoping that Jimmy will show up soon. Because the track of the highway, it shows that Jimmy yeah. is on his way to Chip. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. So they arrive at night, and police walk up to Jimmy and Meredith with guns drawn as they are getting out of the car, and took take them into custody and separate them immediately. So just as they planned, Jimmy shows up with Meredith, and they get him. Um, detective, the detective then that's on this case flies to Philadelphia to talk to Jimmy and he just sits there, arms crossed, very relaxed, hardly with any emotion, cold and calculated, not talking. He won't talk. So next they try talking to Meredith. Meredith, they know that she's basically the key to all of this, that she's the one that they need to get to talk. Um, she's visibly nervous and fidgeting. Uh, they say to her that it's really in your best interest to be truthful and tell us what happened. She told them that Jimmy had called her and told her that they were going to Philadelphia that night and that they were going to leave in the morning. She told them that she had just gone on the that she was just going to go on the road trip and that uh, they went into some details about what they knew about the parents being dead and that they felt that she was at the house. And that they uh, thought that maybe she might be a victim herself to some degree. You know, that they were oh, worried yeah, about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. You know, they you know, they, they were trying to get like on her care. good oh, side. Sure. You know, yeah. they were playing a little bit of good yeah. cop there. Yeah. They're like, we're worried about you. Yeah. Well, so we well, think- like I said, if she's young too, it's easy to be yes. manip- I mean, <sighs> manipulate. Manipulate? Why can't... Do it though. Do it. Manipulate. 
Manipulate. Why does that sound weird to me today? I don't know. Manipulate? Manipulate. Yeah. What but either way. Son of a biscuit. But regardless of what you say, hours later, she comes clean. Oh, yes. I love it when that happens. Yep. So she, she comes clean. Um, yeah. Because so, Jimmy doesn't talk yeah, ever. So Jimmy doesn't even show emotion. Remote, nothing. Like nope. they say to him, hey, your parents are dead. And he's just like, Whoa. nothing. See, if you're trying to get away with murder, you got to show some emotion, dude. He's just, what a you dick. know, stone face. Yeah. So here's her story. Oh, my God. I'm about, so excited. Well, about the, about the murder. Oh, sh- oh, no, I'm not excited. I, I know. You're like, I'm so excited. I just wanted to hear what she had to say, but yeah. now I don't. Okay. Yeah. All so. Right. I still do. Okay. I know. So this is what she said happens. Okay. When she got there, Jimmy was agitated. In the house, there were various medications, including Ritalin, which they crushed up and snorted. Oh. He proceeded to tell her that he was upset with his parents and that they got into an awful argument earlier that night. Earl was going to invest into a golf course, and that made Jimmy mad, and that he would put his inheritance into a golf course. Stop it. So Jimmy was mad at his dad because he thought he was putting jimmy's inheritance into a golf course so money oh my it's gosh. about money oh, well and that makes me so angry it's like what makes you think you deserve your right. dad's money exactly oh my gosh earl told jimmy that there is that this is the end to the gravy train and that you're on your own good so um yeah the drugs and learning that the money was going to be cut off pushed Jimmy over the edge. Earl's reaction reaction was just too much for Jimmy. Jimmy then told Meredith, I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill my parents. Jimmy had planned it out. Once he heard Earl's alarm go off and the shower go on, that's when the plan started. He put socks on his hands and then he headed upstairs with a knife in one hand and a hammer in the other. Oh boy. First, he went into his parents' bedroom where Terry was sleeping in bed. Meredith said that she was downstairs in the basement the entire time and heard screaming and yelling. Why, Jimmy, why are you doing this? She covered her ears and was going la, 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 la. She was trying to cover I the cannot noise. believe she just sat there while this happened. She did. She's a little shit. Yeah. So Jimmy stabbed his mom, cut her face, cut her throat, cut her arm, cut oh. her chest, and hit her with a hammer. Then it was quiet. And then the shower went off. When Earl went into the hallway, Jimmy hit him with the claw end of the hammer in the skull and continued to hit him over and over with it. And then he went back downstairs. Then he heard a noise upstairs and it was Earl. He wasn't quite dead yet. Oh, God. So then he grabs a baseball bat and beats him with the baseball bat. That was the cylinder shape that was going down Earl's back. When he was done, he took off all his bloody clothes and the bat and the weapons and everything he put into a garbage bag, took a shower, wrote that one note, and then broke the window. Jimmy told Meredith that Chip would be proud of him for what he had done. Oh, my God. For some reason, he thought this is something that Chip wanted to happen. So my question is, is had they talked about this together at all? I don't know. He I also don't know. Might, he also might be just trying to bring his brother down with him. He could be. Especially if they don't get along. So so everything that Meredith, Meredith said matches yeah, what they found what they there. Found, yeah. Yeah. 
but they need physical evidence. Well, yeah. They can't just take what she says. Yeah. So she told them that their first stop on the road trip was a rest stop on the New Jersey turnpike and that Jimmy took the plastic bag and threw it in the dumpster. They called the police to go and hopefully retrieve this bag. Thankfully, they find it with all of the evidence inside. Oh, really? Yep. What luck is that, huh? Uh, yeah. And they later that day, it was scheduled to be picked up. So they literally just got the, all this evidence by hours. Wow. Strangely enough, the actual T-shirt that he was wearing had a picture of him on it. Oh, wow. Which is very twisted. Yeah. So Jimmy is charged with the murders of his parents, Earl and Terry Robertson. There was no question that he was guilty. Yeah. In exchange for testimony, Meredith pled guilty to accessory to murder after the fact. Meredith, Meredith was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Good. Good. So, I'm glad. Yep. Yeah. June 1999, Jimmy, who was 21 at the time of the murder, so he was 21, okay. was found guilty. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he received the death penalty. Good. Yes. When it was red, he stuck his fingers in his ears like a little baby, like he could block the reality oh, of it. Oh, come on. I'll post this picture later on because it's just, it's crazy. People have been like, he's like this little rich boy that finally didn't get his way. Oh, I love it. So why did he do this? He was fed up with his father. He was going to cut him off from money. What you a know, little shit. Right. Now Chip became the sole beneficiary of the Robertson's $2.2 million estate. Good for him. Chip was never charged with anything, and he stuck by his brother's side for over 20 years now. And he's visited him while he's been in prison and supported him through this. wondering what the relationship is there. Yeah, so he's still... I mean, maybe Chip's not a bad guy, and he's like, this is my brother. Like, he did made a mistake. Yeah. I, I mean, it's... You, you don't have any siblings, so you can't really do that. But I'll be honest with you. If one of my siblings killed my parents, I they'd be dead. That's, they'd, that's a different they'd be dead kind me. of support. So it makes I don't you know. Wonder, it makes you wonder if there was more to it. That's why that's why Chip, I feel like there's more I to it since his brother's still. I think maybe there was that bond of like maybe they felt they both were mistreated by their parents. And they didn't really have that love that like I have for my parents. So... I, I could never get over a sibling killing my parents, but if they have yeah. this weird bond, you know how some kids have. Yeah, and I mean, his dad was hard on him at the end, but his mom, I yeah, I can't get past no. the mom. But I mean, if at the end of the day, if he wanted money, yeah, and that was what he was going for, he was like, I'm gonna make it look like a burglary, I'm gonna get away with this, and I'm gonna get the inheritance that he probably he she had to go. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's really fucked up though i gotta tell you like this is you and these murders of kids murdering their parents i know i do a lot of those so but jimmy over the years has tried to appeal his conviction so you don't get to appeal your conviction jimmy most recently in 2019 he refused to attend a a hearing to appeal a sentence because the prison guards wouldn't remove his shackles what what again what a baby all this time in jail and he's still the exact same person he was absolutely that's hilarious he was he only was in the the york county courthouse for less than a minute when his request to remove the shackles was denied and then he said i'm out of here and was taken back to columbia can you so he's missing out on the chance to possibly get his death sentence put to life to have Yep. To live his life. He's but, gone back and forth about being on death row and not being yeah. on death row. He's well, kind sure. of, yeah. But 
But yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm glad because I don't think he deserves to live. Right. And this hearing was to see if um, Jimmy should get a new trial because of on because Jimmy's belief was that his lawyers were inadequate. You did it, Jimmy. I know. Um, yeah. Jimmy maintains that he didn't do this. Previous to oh, this, Jesus. he had appealed his conviction in 2016 and the South Carolina Supreme Court ruled that his court-appointed lawyer didn't have the legal training or experience required to represent him, but his lawyer had 35 years of death penalty tra- trial experience. So oh. I'm not sure how they came oh to that my conclusion. God, Jimmy's new lawyers argued that he didn't deserve that he did deserve a new trial and wanted to have an expert on um, parasite, par- parasite, which is the killing of, of a parent or other relative in the new trial. Oh, my so, God. This is ridiculous. Just it's- days before he was set to be executed in 2005, actually, that's when he filed um, the documents blaming his lawyers, which delayed his execution and pushed Damn. it to 2010, where he then filed a federal lawsuit claiming that he was wrongfully convicted. This shit pisses me off. Yeah. That's where his new lawyer said that the mistakes were made during his original trial, including that his original lawyer didn't produce any mental health histories for Jimmy or his mother. His new lawyer claimed that Terry was bipolar and abused Ritalin, hence the Ritalin in their house. Furthermore, they said that Jimmy also had severe mental health issues, yeah, that he never received proper treatment for. Prosecutors said in the original court proceedings, though, that Jimmy did go through several mental health evaluations and that he clearly showed that he knew right Right. from wrong. Yeah, 21 years old, knew right from wrong. Right. To this day, from what I can find... I haven't seen any new updates. So he hasn't been executed? No, I don't believe so. And that he's still on death row. From I haven't seen any new... The most recent news article I can find is from 2019. I think that... Do you know what prison he's in? He was in somewhere in Colombia. Colombia? I mean... Colombia? The Colombia in South Carolina. Oh, that's not what I thought. I know. I was like, he'd be dead already. He he should just go to Colombia, though. Yeah, he should. But just these poor parents who gave so much, especially Terry, she welcomed Jimmy back into her home with open arms, and then she was murdered in her own bed. That's awful. In her own home by her own son, who she loved unconditionally. Ugh. And even Earl, even though if he was tough on him, she, he just wanted no, the best absolutely. for him. He wanted Jimmy to go out and make more of himself. Yeah. And that's what parents do. You're, yeah. you're, you can get tough on your kids a little bit. Like, even if he was like, listen, I'm done yeah. for giving you money all the time. Because he knew that he was using it to get drugs. Right. Like, guess yeah. what, buddy? Go out, get yeah. a job. Get a job. Get your You're life 21. together. Like, come on. Exactly. Well, that's just like, there have been plenty of people who have used their entire 20s to be a hot mess and have turned it around. Yeah. I'm one of them. Hi. Remember my 20s? I got knocked up. Well, I mean, but, I mean, just. In case anyone was This wondering. was just a senseless tragedy yeah. for. No, I know, but it's like yeah. this. You took this to the wrong yeah. end of the spectrum, pal. Yeah. And then to continually delay yes. what you have coming to you for what you did. Yeah. And I, you know how I feel about it. Yeah. You until have. You, until your you, parents get a second chance, you don't. I say that You every need episode. to look up the video of him being told. Oh, that I cannot wait. Get, that he gets the death penalty. You will just. Oh, die i mean you'll die (laughs) so no a little bit about the house there's not i mean not much to be said about the house i mean um the house is 2506 when westminster avenue drive i'm sorry south hills um south care rock hill south carolina should i try again (laughs) yes please 2506 westminster drive rock hill south carolina it's a brick 
stucco house. It's pretty large, almost 4,000 square oh my foot gosh. house. Yeah. Um, three bed, three bath, built in 1977 yeah. on a little over two acre lot. Okay. It was last sold um, in November 2000. Um, or, I mean, it was sold in November of 2000 for about $125,000. And then it was last sold most recently in 2017 for um, $279,000 and Realtor.com estimates that it's worth about $532,000. I would imagine so in this market, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so it didn't sell right away after the, oh no, it did sell right yeah, away after the death. Pretty, obviously, pretty, yeah. yeah. I wonder if it was in Chip's name at that point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that would have worked depending on how they had their will set yeah. up. But so pretty much right away. So I wonder if Chip is the one paying for the legal help that jimmy is getting so he, so um jimmy's lawyer right away was court appointed he didn't right get, but i'm talking about the new oh, one the new one because yeah, it'd sure. be interesting if the money that was left to chip was being used to pay for his new killer's lawyers. attorneys yeah i mean he's getting them uh, paid for somehow yeah so that's interesting i mean it's not like he's making money i think i'm gonna put uh and this is very morbid of me but i think i'm gonna put like a little bookmark on the I'm gonna find out what prison he's in, and then and put a bookmark. It's on an it interesting case. And find out yeah. when he gets executed because he, this has been drug out quite a long time. Yeah, over 20 years now. Yeah, like dude, you 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 made your bed, now you need to lie in it. Yeah, I know. Like I said, you got to look up this video for when it was read that he was yeah. getting the death penalty. I mean, it's penalty. one thing if he would be remorseful if he would have turned his life it's around not. in prison, but he does. He's not. No. So the, it, he, I, you don't deserve a second chance. It's one thing if you like were to. Start do like because you if you're behind prison for the rest of your life you can make something of yourself you can get an education yeah you can work in the prison system like you can do things like yep instead he's just gonna pout yep fuck yo that. he absolutely is <laughs> he is what he a is child. he is a very pouty boy that's too bad well and that all the more reason why you got to discipline your kids while they're young so yeah keep, well and just teach them right from wrong and exactly. teach them how to stay in track in life and work hard yeah. for what you it just sucks need like to get. they obviously gave him a good life and he yeah. took it for oh, he had a great life i so. mean and he worked i mean like i said he was a smart kid yeah. too so too bad yep great story though thanks very unfortunate for Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> so be sure to tell your friends and family about this episode at your Thanksgiving. Yeah. Festivities. You know what? Play it during your Play meal. It. Oh, my God. I would love that. You know, you, so instead of talking about politics. Yeah. Talk about murder. You know what? Yes. Aww. I think this would be a really nice bring your family together kind yep. of thing. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and join our Facebook group, Home is Where the Murder Is. We've actually just gotten a whole bunch of new followers, so that's Thank amazing. You. I also want to give a quick shout out to Peggy and Susie, who I met this past week. Oh, uh, they, yeah. I was walking through a bar and they stopped me and said they listened to the podcast, which was pretty cool. So Peggy and Susie, thank you for listening. Peggy owns a, comp- a real estate company called Nested. Nice. So if you guys are looking for a home to buy in the Milwaukee area, you can reach out to Peggy. She's phenomenal. So, or me, but I, but please reach out to Peggy. She was really great. She deserves a deal from you guys. So, you know, you gotta yeah. share. There's enough, share. For everybody. There's enough houses. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, everybody. And please be sure to send us an email at home is where the murder is at gmail.com. If you have one that you want us to do, it will get added to our long list, but we will get to it. Yeah, we're so. just going through some holiday ones yeah. right now. And people keep sending them in, which is great. Yep. But we have a list, so we will get to them. So thank you for all of your ears. 
<laughs> and your mouths and your noses. I'm gonna go. Okay, bye.